Aging Matters on WERA is brought to you in part by Synergy Home Care. Synergy Home Care provides premier in-home care for you or your loved one throughout Northern Virginia, including personal care, homemaker services, companion and memory care, and transportation. Call 703-558-3435 or visit SynergyHomeCare.com for more information. Synergy Home Care will find a care solution to meet your needs. Good afternoon and welcome to Aging Matters on Arlington Independent Media's community radio station, WERA Arlington, 96.7 FM. I'm Cheryl Beversdorf, your host. The Older Americans Act was passed in 1965 to allow older adults to live with dignity and independence for as long as possible at home and in the community. In 1973, The Older Americans Act established area agencies on aging in every local community to respond to the needs of Americans 60 and over by providing services to this population. Today, I have two guests. The first is Rachel Coates, Bureau Director of Arlington County's Aging and Disability Services, and my second guest is Helen King, Director of the Arlington Agency on Aging. Rachel is going to talk about area agencies on aging in communities and describe services they provide to older adults living at home and in long-term care facilities and their caregivers. Helen will discuss how the Arlington Agency on Aging helps residents living in Arlington and their caregivers. So welcome, Rachel and Helen, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us, Cheryl. Thanks, Cheryl, for having us. Okay, well, Rachel, we're going to start with the so-called 10,000-foot view by helping uh, helping us all understand a little bit more about agencies on aging. I've said a little bit about it, but explain to us what exactly is a local area agency on aging and where are they located in the communities and how are they funded? Give us an overview. Thank you again so much for having us, Cheryl. And this is such a timely and important topic. Nationwide, there are more than 70 million Americans who will be 65 and older. And many of us are growing older as well. And so it's very important for older adults, for caregivers to know what resources exist in their communities. Many older adults prefer to stay in their home. This is a concept known as aging in place or aging in the community. But to do that safely, successfully, most people will need to access some type of services and supports. And that's where area agencies on aging come in. Um, Area agencies on aging are also known as triple A's. And there are more than 600 triple A's nationwide, many of which are connected in Arlington to county government, some are connected to city government, they may be nonprofits or council of governments, but every agency on aging really strives to know the needs and the preferences of older adults in their communities and work with organizations, with community-based organizations and partners to provide those services. 
Many of the agencies on aging are, all of the agencies on aging are funded through the Federal Older Americans Act, which then is distributed to the states and then directly to the agencies on aging and service providers. Many AAAs kind of use a combination of funding to provide home and community-based services. Um, and each, are, are, each of the AAAs are really responsible for planning those services, developing, coordinating the services, and then delivering those services in their respective communities to adults 60 and above, individuals with disabilities, as well as caregivers. And in terms of the population, you said uh, older adults, 60 and over, and their caregivers. Give us a little bit more you know, detail about the population that the agencies on aging serve. For agencies on aging, many of the services are age-based. So if you are 60 and above, you qualify. Um, and it, it can be 60 to 100 plus. In fact, we know a 107-year-old right now. Um, and so it's really 60 um, is, is the starting point. But many of our education outreach programs that we do in the community are for caregivers as well, and we're seeing much um, younger caregivers. So, but the services are 60 and above. We also serve um, some individuals with disabilities, veterans, caregivers, as I mentioned, and the Older Americans Act is, is really foundational for all of the AAAs um, because the, the law, the Older Americans Act, really calls for that local control of decision making. The AAAs really study, know, are intimately involved um, with the older adult population to know about the needs and preferences to effectively deliver those services. And so when you're talking about these services, did I hear you say that for the most part, the services that are provided throughout the country in these areas, agencies on aging are the same? There are, there are actually five core services that uh, the Older Americans Act requires agencies on aging to deliver, but they may look very different. Um, for for us, you know, we're located in Arlington, Virginia, but even our neighbors, um, sort of a, across the river in Washington D.C., um, or just just um, neighboring us in Fairfax, Virginia, the services that are delivered may look different. But the five core services um, are elder rights, which can include abuse prevention, and long-term care ombudsman services, so services in long-term care residential settings like assisted living and nursing homes. The second, the second core service is caregiver services and supports. Um, then nutrition programs, that can be things like home-delivered meals, congregate nutrition, farmers market, senior farmers market programs health and wellness programs, and then supportive services, which may include in-home services, transportation, legal services. But AAAs also offer a wealth of other services like Medicare counseling, nationally known as the SHIP program. Here in Virginia, it's known as VICAP. There's also case management services and a range of other services. And so, 
With all of those services available, how does the Area Agency on Aging in any community determine what the needs and priorities are for the older adults in that community? So what I think it it starts with really outreach and communicating that we are here. We are in every community. Um, We get calls sometimes from caregivers around the United States and sometimes around the world. And it's really encouraging them to first connect with their local agency on aging. Older older adults are themselves Older adults themselves or caregivers can reach out to agencies on aging, attend engagement sessions in their community, and really start planning now. Each year, we host a community engagement forum where we ask and really listen to what matters most to older adults. It's it's knowing what's available and kind of taking that um, community assessment, community survey, so that we can then plan for where there are some areas for opportunity. In Arlington and many communities, um, they have a blueprint called an age-friendly plan. This was developed in partnership with the World Health Organization and AARP. And so, and that's really a, a great sort of roadmap for where we want to go as a community in terms of being age-friendly. In Arlington, we were already a a pretty age-friendly community, but there are great opportunities um, to be friendlier um, and develop services, supports, different programs, and connections for our older adults. Age-friendly communities ensure the inclusion of older adults in community activities and planning. And so we really sort of want to use um, that lens as we think about what services um, are available, how we get the information and message out to individuals who need those services, and then planning for the future as we know that our older adult population is continuing to grow and how can we creatively um, leverage the resources that we have and grow others to meet those needs. And you mentioned already several times, and I said it also in the introduction about people are have to be 60 years and uh, over and also the caregivers, but I was just wondering, focusing on the older adults in a community, are there any other eligibility requirements that they need to meet to qualify for agency services, maybe an income level, or do they have to be, you know, obviously right in the the jurisdiction that the agency covers? So many of the services that the AAA provides, um, there is either no cost, um, there may be a um, potential sliding fee scale for for costs, um, but we really strive that no one is turned away because they are not able to pay for services. Um, Some programs may have a voluntary contribution towards the program and the funds, any contributions go back into the program. So continuing the program, potentially growing the program. But um, under the Older Americans Act, the older uh, agencies on aging um, are really charged to, to target services to individuals with the greatest economic and social needs. And with, with the growing um, 
population of older adults, many of the AAAs really strive to not have a waiting list for services, but sometimes just with the limited funding that is um, allocated, that's the, the un unfortunate reality. But it does vary based on the program. Um, however, no one, we really strive that no one is turned away because of an inability to pay for the service. And then is there an application process usually? I mean, do people call up? Do they sign up on the website? And I realize what I'm trying to get at is all over the country, but in general, what does that application process look like? How long does it take? How do folks contact the agencies? What do folks need to know? And that's one of the reasons why we encourage everyone um, who is seeking services or interested in learning more to reach out to your local AAA. Um, because when, when someone reaches out to one of our options counselors in our Aging and Disability Resource Center, we don't just say, you know, okay, here's the service you're asking for, fill out this application. We try to explain to them everything that they may qualify for. And oftentimes, people people don't realize everything they may qualify for because of they are 60 and above. And so there's a few resources um, nationwide that we can encourage everyone to visit. The first one is the Elder Care Locator. Um, there is a website you can Google Elder Care um, or go to um, HTTPS um, and then slash slash Elder Care acl.gov. Um, the Elder Care Locator is a great resource through the Administration for Community Living, and it's a great um, tool that you can enter a zip code and find some of the different resources that you or a loved one may qualify for. There's also the National Council on Aging's Benefits Checkup, and that website is www.benefitscheckup.org. These are two great resources that you can complete for yourself or on behalf of a loved one um, and just enter some very basic information and it populates everything that you may make be eligible for and share some of those those resources um, and, and more information about that that application process. Um, but all of the the AAAs, the programs may vary a little bit depending on what your or service you're seeking. And that's why we really encourage people to educate themselves about what's available because there are many benefits and services that can help someone age in place, age in the community. And we just wanna make sure that everyone who qualifies for those services has access to them. Well, and that's a good segue into my next question because I wanna differentiate between services for folks who are aging in place, which is, of course is your goal, and then uh, if they might be living in other community residential care facilities and long-term care. So we're going to get to each of those. But let's start with what are the services that are available for older adults to help them age in place in their homes? And as you talk about these services, Rachel, um, you mentioned that for the most part they're um, free of charge, but you said sometimes there is a fee. So kind of give us an overview of what the services are in this case for folks who age in place. And then if there's a, a, a fee or sliding scale or whatever, so folks know. 
Sure. Um, and there, under the uh, for older adults, there really is a continuum of services offered in the home and community. Uh, things that um, may include supportive services, home safety checks can be a big one. Um, many AAAs partner with community organizations like law enforcement, the fire department, um, village programs to offer home safety checks, home renovation programs. Communities may have uh, tax relief programs. In Arlington, we have a real estate tax relief program, um, and many communities offer services very similar for homeowners. And then um, for renters, there may be rental assistance programs that older adults may qualify for. There are other programs like Homemaker, um, which can be in-home services to help with things like laundry, light housekeeping, grocery shopping. There are personal care services um, and connections to programs that can help with um, more of the activities of daily living that we do each and every day. And then chore services um, to offer care and support in the home. We also have um, information and referral programs that can help connect individuals to other community resources like adult day programs. An adult day program is a great um, socialization program for older adults and perhaps somebody with cognitive impairment like dementia, but it's also a great respite for caregivers. Um, Agent, um, agencies on aging may have an aging and disability resource center um, and have care managers or options counselors that can walk an older adult or their caregiver through the range of services that are available. Um, there are transportation programs that may be available. And then if needed, referrals to um, services like move managers. We've seen older adults who have downsized. And so with that, you know, even staying in the community and um, downsizing from a single family home to um, perhaps a, a townhouse or something on, a, on one level, um, real estate specialists and then um, elder law attorneys have been a great resource. But there may be a need to transition to a higher level of care, um, something like a continuing care retirement community and assisted living, or if someone needs the highest level of care like a skilled nursing home. Um, our um, partners of the long-term care ombudsman are a great resource that the agencies on aging partner with um, to help educate and guide individuals, older adults and their carriers through that journey. So everything that you've explained so far, for the most part, are these services that people do not have to uh, pay any fee for? Many of those services, um, depending on the, the community and the partners, many of which there is no cost. Um, however, some of the programs may have a, a fee or a sliding fee scale. Um, some of the nutrition programs that are offered depending on someone's income, um, there may be a sliding fee scale. Uh, sometimes the homemaker program have, may have a, a fee scale depending on someone's income. Uh, some of the programs may receive a Medicaid reimbursement. So if there is a program like Adult Day, um, there may be 
depending on the individual's income, Medicaid reimbursement for those services. And we know that at the state level, um, there is a lot of advocacy seeking Medicaid reimbursement for some of the, the services that agencies on aging provide. And I'm also wondering, obviously, you're a very important resource in the community. I would assume that you would need to be partnering with other government agencies or other types of companies or or entities that serve older adults. I'm thinking like hospitals. What are some examples of how other um, entities uh, partner with the area agencies on aging? What are they and how do they partner? Yes, and you know, agencies on aging do not do this alone. It really does take a village, and that's where you know we really strive to um, include older adults in all community planning, community engagement, and activities, um, because we really, with the the age friendly model, we see that if it benefits older adults, chances are it's going to benefit the community as a whole. Um, we work very closely with our with our hospitals, um, with with case managers, especially around discharge planning, making sure that if someone is hospitalized, when they, um, upon discharge, they know that resources are available. But we really strive to be proactive before someone is hospitalized, um, letting them know about the various resources that are available. And in Arlington, we are really fortunate because of the close partners that we have with uh, other community um, organizations, but also some of our government organizations. So it helps in things like our transportation planning. We work with um, the county partners and sometimes our regional partners around um, our transit network and advocating for the needs of our older adults. Housing is a big one. Um, the need for home modifications for those property taxes um, and real estate tax relief programs, looking at things like affordable housing. Many of our independent living residences for our older adults right now, they have extensive, sometimes year-long waiting lists. So working really closely with our housing partners, but also making sure that our older adults are at the table, sharing their needs, preferences, lived experiences. Um, activities and inclusion for our older adults, identifying social isolation as a, um, as a huge concern um, that as we, we grow older, it's so important that we have those meaningful connections. And so working with our um, community centers, with our libraries, with parks, um, to be able to really um, connect our older adults to one another. We have a very active pickleball community in Arlington, as, as I know, you know, around the nation. Um, and so finding these ways for meaningful engagement. Um, the Village to Village Network is a great resource of neighbors helping neighbors and an opportunity for volunteers, um, working with our healthcare partners, and then outreach um, with partners like you, Cheryl, of getting the message out, getting the word out to letting people know that there are services available. Um, and then we really look at our universities as well, because we need to attract um, individuals in 
into this field. We need to encourage um, our students and the workforce to grow and to serve our older adults and then also have, create opportunities to celebrate the benefits of our older adults, that they have um, meaningful engagement in our communities. Okay, well, um, we're going to take a short break in a moment, but I just wanted to ask you one more question, Rachel. Obviously, you've been talking about the area agencies on aging in communities around the country. Uh, you mentioned those resources. Is there also like a an association on area agencies on aging that people can also contact? Or what do we need to know? So if folks are listening outside Virginia, what website or, or resource would they look for on the internet? The 600 plus agencies on aging are all connected to U.S. aging, um, a national resource that helps support and provide resources to each of the local AAAs. So that's a great resource. Many states have state unit on aging um, or organizations that um, really leverage the local agencies on aging at the state level. Both U.S. aging and the state units on aging are great tools for advocacy at both the federal and the state level. Um, but if someone is, is interested in seeking out services in their community, really, you can just start with sort of an, an internet search of your agency on aging. Um, sometimes we get calls, as we mentioned, from caregivers around the U.S. So if somebody lives in Houston, Texas, um, you can sort of uh, conduct an internet search and find the Harris County Agency on Aging. If you live in Pittsburgh or if you have loved ones who do, you can, um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania has an Allegheny County AAA. And then, as I mentioned, the Elder Care Locator, um, which is, is um, under the U.S. Administration on Aging, helps connect services um, for older adults and their families. There's also a phone number if someone is not um, comfortable with the internet or may not have internet access. The Elder Care Locator provides 1-800-677-1116 as an, as an alternative to the internet search. And then again, we really try to share the National Council on Aging's Benefits Checkup Tool. This is just a fantastic online resource that connects older adults and persons with disabilities to benefit programs that can help with food, medications, utilities, just to name a few. Well, thank you, Rachel, so much. I appreciate that. We're going to take a short break right now, but in case you tuned in late, my guests today are Rachel Coates, who is the Bureau Director of Arlington County's Aging and Disability Service, and Helen King, who is the Director of the Arlington Agency on Aging. And you're listening to WERA Arlington 96.7 FM. We'll be right back. Aging Matters on WERA is brought to you in part by Synergy Home Care. Synergy Home Care provides premier in-home care for you or your loved one throughout Northern Virginia, including personal care, homemaker services, companion and memory care, and transportation. Call 703-558-3435 or visit SynergyHomeCare.com for more information. Synergy Home Care will find a care solution to meet your needs. 
Welcome back. We are talking about area agencies on aging around the country, and our guests are Rachel Coates, who's the Bureau Director of Arlington County's Aging and Disability Service Services, and Helen King, who's the Director of the Arlington Agency on Aging, and that's what we're going to focus on in the second half. So, Helen, tell us about the Arlington Area Agency on Aging. Where is it located? And, uh, well, let's just start from there. Thanks, Cheryl. Um, So the Area Agency on Aging here in Arlington is connected to our local government. Um, And so we're part of the Department of Human Services, and we sit in the Aging and Disability Services Division. Um, Our Aging and Disability Services Division is striving to assist individuals to maintain independence and enhance quality of life. And so it's the perfect location really for the Agency on Aging since our missions are, are very similar. We're on the Human Services campus at 2100 Washington Boulevard, um, and we're on the fourth floor of that building. We are here from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, um, and our, we can be reached in a multiple, multiple ways. Um, first of all, just by stopping in um, between the hours of 9 and 3. We have walk-ins available. Um, we, can, we can see people and uh, answer questions. Um, you can call us at 703-228-1700. That's the main number that will connect you to the Agency on Aging or other services within um, the Aging and Disability Services. Um, There's uh, email, uh, which is arlaaa at arlingtonva.us. And finally, our website, which you can find information on programs and services um, at aging-disability at arlingtonva.us. So multiple ways to reach us and, you know, we look forward to connecting with everybody. I wanted to learn more, uh, we'd like to know more about the issues that matter the most to Arlington older adults and their families. Talk a little bit about what you experience. Sure, sure. So um, not surprisingly, um, some of the issues that are most important are housing um, and affordability of housing, um, you know, and also the accessibility. Can, can I move around in my house and can I be safe in my housing? Um, some of the other topics that are important um, in our community uh, is things like the community itself. How do I continue to be a part of this community that I've maybe lived in uh, for a few years or for many years. Um, so things like independence, um, do I have choice in where I live, where I work, where I shop, you know, all those kind of things. And, and is the community walkable? Um, so are the sidewalks safe to walk on? Um, is there sufficient lighting if I choose to go out at night? Things like that. Um, another thing that's important in our community is connections to, to other people. So, um, Our residents are looking for diverse activities. Um, They're looking for uh, ways to increase their knowledge of technology um, and the access to uh, a lot of services and supports. And then safety is another uh, big concern for individuals. Um, I think recently we've even heard um, some concerning news stories in our community. And so just making sure that I feel safe in the community, that I feel safe if I choose to go out and about in the community. Um, And then finally, uh, reliable, affordable, and accessible transportation is very important. So how can I safely move around the community if I wanna go to the grocery store 
or if I want to go shopping um, or to my medical appointments. Um, so the big way that we learn about these needs, um, it is very much an ongoing process and something we do through multiple um, avenues, but our big event is our annual community engagement forum. Um, and within our with this event, um, what we really want is to encourage residents to come out and talk to us about what's important. And so we have hold this session every March um, and we have one coming up on March 20th. Um, it will be from 930 to 1230 at the Unitarian Universalist Church. And our theme this year is reimagine aging. And so um, definitely would encourage anyone who is interested in learning more about what we're doing and how we're going, how we're going to start reimagining aging in Arlington to come out and, and join us. Um, but also, uh, it's a great opportunity to share what matters to you as you um, think about aging in Arlington and so that your voice is heard as well as some of the others who participate in this event. One thing that also strikes me, Helen, is the uh, great diversity in the Arlington community and the many different languages that are spoken. How do you address that? Uh, do you have staff members that uh, who speak those languages so that they can interact and and learn more about the needs of the members of those populations? Um, I sure wish we had staff members who spoke all 27 languages that uh, we served in the last year. Um, it really is phenomenal, the, um, the diversity that we have in our community. So we rely very heavily on um, the staff that we do have that speak some of the languages, um, but also tools like uh, interpretation services. So last year, for example, at our community engagement forum, we were in a community that had a large percentage of Vietnamese speaking participants. And so we were able to create, um, I called it a mini UN. Uh, we had interpreters with the, you know, their headphones and doing the whole live interpretation. So as the speaker was speaking in English, it was being live translated into Vietnamese for the participants so that they could understand and participate as well. Um, it is very important to us to hear those diverse voices um, to make sure that we're covering the needs of all our older residents in Arlington. During the first half, Rachel covered the major categories of, of health and human services in area agencies generally. Are those pretty much the same? Uh, maybe you could review them again. And is there something different as uh, as Rachel was discussing uh, sometimes, depending on the nature of the folks who live in a particular community, there might be some special services. We already talked about language, but anything else that's that's unique to Arlington? So our Aging and Disability Services Division, um, and so I'm going to talk about that as a, as a whole because the Agency on Aging is part of that, but we cover, you know, together we cover sort of the large, the larger um, needs within our communities. So um, the first I'm going to talk about is, is housing options. So we do have options counselors who can work with individuals to look at, um, you know, what are affordable housing options within Arlington. Um, you know, if somebody's looking to relocate, uh, where can, where can they find information on this new community that they're considering? Um, home modifications and renovations, Rachel talked a little bit about that, but you know that becomes very important as we look at uh, aging in place. And so are there ways to make your home safer, uh, more secure? 
And then um, they're also up to date on the real estate tax relief program, which is very important to some of our older adults who are homeowners um, living on uh, a fixed income and so needing that extra support to be able to remain in their home. Um, we do have emergency crisis counseling, and this has become really prevalent through uh, throughout the pandemic. Um, but is a core part of the services that we offer. So this can include things like financial assistance um, for rent, uh, for utilities, um, and uh, you know maybe some other uh, needs that people have um, that are you know dependent on them being able to uh, continue to be safely housed. Um, we do in-home assessments and short-term case management um, just to just to have eyes um, on a situation to see if there are additional supports or services we can offer to somebody. Um, we have, as we talked before, Medicare counselors that are part of the state health insurance program in Virginia known as VICAP, um, and they can do counseling both on Medicare and some levels of Medicaid. And so um, very important for uh, Medicare beneficiaries to make sure they're making the most of their benefits. There's transportation services. And then we also have, um, for people who need a little bit more support to stay in their community, there's um, social workers who are doing longer term case management um, to, to help people. Um, our adult day program, Rachel talked about that as well. Um, and then uh, adult protective services um, and then for our individuals who are in long-term care settings, um, things like the long-term care ombudsman program, um, which is a vital program to resolve, to help residents in these um, communities to resolve any issues that they might have regarding their health, safety, and welfare. Um, so the long-term care ombudsman program is a partnership in Northern Virginia. Um, we partner with Fairfax County, the city of Alexandria, and Loudoun County um, to kind of pool our resources to cover all of the long-term care facilities. And um, the program is somewhat volunteer-based, um, but they also have paid staff who go out into the communities, they meet with the residents, and they can be an advocate for them um, between maybe family members or the administration of the of the uh, residents in which they live to help to um, address any issues that they might have. This is such good information, Helen. And I, I'm wondering, and you mentioned already about the Community Engagement Forum, which happens once a year. How do you keep educating not only older adults, but I'm thinking also of their, their families? What do your listeners need to know? Absolutely, Cheryl. And you know, this is definitely something that we wish we could get out more. Um, you know, because it seems like, uh, you know, people don't realize or are not interested in hearing about us until they really need us, right? So we would love to find ways to, um, you know, just be able to get the information out so you can be thinking about it, considering what you might need, um, maybe in the near future or longer term future, um, and before it becomes a crisis. So definitely available to be out in the community to, um, you know, to do talks, to do workshops, whatever. Um, we do, uh, we get requests from church groups, we get requests from civic associations, from condominium associations, um, you know, across the community to, can you come out and give a presentation on what services are available? And we absolutely love to do that. We have an outreach team um, of 
uh, staff within our aging and disability services who likes to come out and do those presentations. We also are present at the county fair each year. We have a table um, and enjoy talking to people who stop by uh, regarding the services we offer. Um, another good source of information for our residents is our Commission on Aging. Um, our Commission on Aging is a group of uh, 17 volunteer commissioners who are appointed by the county board. Um, they too are out in the community um, and uh, advocating for older adults. And so um, I know that one of the new programs they're working on is the Senior Ambassador Program, which will train volunteers to be out in the community to spread the word. And so we're really excited about this program coming on board and, and being another tool for us to use to get that word out into the community. And I'm very excited about that myself since I'm a member of the Commission on Aging. And to the earlier point, Helen, as to when, if individuals want to contact uh, you or your the outreach team, is there a website address that you could share with us or a phone number? Yeah, so generally the best way to reach us is the uh, email address, which again is arlaaa at arlingtonva.us. Um, they can also call 703-228-1700 and, you know, just say that they're looking for a presentation. You'll get routed to the right person. So thank you for that, uh, Helen. And I was also wondering, given the number of folks who are who may need services in Arlington, it, it, does your agency continue to work on identifying new clients for uh, AAA services or is it necessary just to focus on the current ones? Uh, how do you find new clients or how do they find you? That's a great question, Cheryl. And I think in general, um, you know, we're, 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 we're definitely always looking for those pockets of uh, residents who maybe don't know about us, but could really benefit from the services that we have to offer. Um, what we consider maybe are our underserved communities um, in, within Arlington. So outreach is a very important component. Um, we are looking for those natural leaders, if you will, in those communities, right? So is there somebody who um, maybe has reached out to us before or as we're talking to um, you know, somebody in that community, um, you know, is there a natural leader who is emerging that we can rely on to sort of be that conduit to us, for us to get to, um, you know, to the community so that we can do that outreach and education to them. Um, you know, and so, like I've said, we're, we're open to anyone in need of our services. And so uh, would encourage anyone and everyone who is 60 and older and, and interested in knowing more about what supports we have to offer to reach out to us and, um, you know, and have that conversation of how best we can support either you or your segment of the community. And adding on to that, because I've been hearing both of you talk about the caregivers. It's not only the family members who may or may not be caregivers, but it could be a spouse. And Rachel talked a little bit more in general in terms of application process. Is it different in Arlington for the older adults themselves or their caregivers? Tell us more. Yeah, so uh, residents, caregivers, um, interested neighbors, um, the best way to learn about our services or to help to connect somebody to our services is through our Aging and Disability Resource Center. Um, 
this is really the no wrong door entry point into services within Arlington's aging and disability services. Uh, this team is staffed with options counselors um, and they can assist the resident, the caregiver, the neighbor with um, identifying what programs might best suit the resident based on their needs, uh, their concerns, their issues, and then they can help with the referral process. So it may just be simply sending an email, for example, to legal services because the person really needs to set up a power of attorney or a will. Um, it could, you know, be an internal um, an internal referral to, for example, our community living program, which provides then those in-home services and supports for an individual. Or, you know, we we do uh, collect maybe a little bit more information for something like our Meals on Wheels program um, before we send that referral over to Meals on Wheels of Arlington, who administers that program for us. So it really depends on the program. But like I said, the Aging and Disability Resource Center is the best place to start. They know all of the programs. They know all of the different um, referral processes. And so really are best equipped to um, to assist. And the best way to reach uh, our Aging and Disability Resource Center is uh, through the phone at 703-228-1700. Um, but you can also stop by our offices between the hours of 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, and somebody will um, be able to meet with you and, and talk through some things. I was also wondering, Helen, if, you know, we just went through a serious uh pandemic, and that certainly affected the services that your agency provided. Can you talk about any new health and wellness issues that have come up that you perhaps didn't have to deal with maybe before the pandemic or just because there's always a changing demographic in terms of the population in Arlington? And I was wondering if there are some issues that you want to talk about that are affecting older adults that you also have to find now that you have to address you and your staff. So I think I think really there are two. The first um, are, are mental health concerns, right? I think that you know the pandemic um, really sort of highlighted that um, there are a lot of individuals in our community who maybe could use some extra supports through mental health services, and so uh, the team is starting to see a little bit more uh, requests for that. Um, and able to, you know, connect individuals either within the community um, or here in aging and disability services through our senior adult mental health program. But the bigger concern that um, really the pandemic brought to light, we knew about it before the pandemic, but I don't think we realized how big a concern it was until the pandemic hit and we told older adults especially to stay home and, you know, don't go out into the community. Um, the the social isolation and loneliness um, in our community has really been highlighted by the pandemic. Um, you know, and as, as many of you know, there are studies that equate the effects of loneliness and isolation to, to smoking multiple packs of cigarettes a day. So it really has devastating health effects. And so, um, you know, this is something that, you know, we are always looking for ways to um, address this in our community. How do we identify those people who are isolated, who continue to be isolated, who experience loneliness, and then what can we do to support them um, and to help to bring them um, you know, back to being a vibrant part of our community? I wanted to get into, uh, for the rest of this interview, maybe some issues that 
are really very specific, again, to Arlington. So I'll start with you, Helen, about uh, the agencies in Arlington that help victims of elder abuse and financial exploitation. That's such an important issue in any place around the country, as far as uh, older adults are concerned. So talk about that uh, and what is the reporting process. And then, Rachel, you might want to chime in, maybe if it's on a broader basis outside of the Arlington area, uh, because obviously this can happen anywhere in the country. So if you could both address that, that would be helpful. So it is sad that we have to address um, elder abuse and neglect and financial exploitation, but it is very much a real, um, you know, real occurrence in our community and nationwide and actually worldwide. Um, and so here in Arlington, we do have adult protective services. Um, our adult protective services team is also within our Department of Human Services, Aging and Disability Services Division. Um, this team receives and investigates reports of abuse, neglect, and exploitation of adults 60 years of age and older, and also incapacitated adults aged 18 or older. Um, and so they'll go out, they'll do an assessment of the situation and evaluation, and if it is a founded um, complaint, then they will, they will work to connect um, the person to a wide variety of health, housing, social, and legal services to first stop the mistreatment and then to prevent further mistreatment. Um, and so the services that I'm talking about are things like uh, in-home services, uh, transportation, maybe the adult day program, uh, adult foster care, maybe nutrition services and legal interventions. Um, and so, uh, you know, if you're looking to, if you suspect elder abuse, you can again call 703-228-1700 and speak to the uh, duty worker for Adult Protective Services during business hours. And there's also a 24-hour hotline, um, which that number is 888-832-3858. Um, and if you don't want to reveal who you are making the report, you can absolutely make an anonymous report um, I think, you know, the main point is to protect that individual who you suspect is being abused or neglected. And so, um, Rachel, I don't know if you wanted to add any more to that. Uh, no, Helen, Helen certainly covered it. And um, Adult Protective Services, just like Agencies on Aging, is a service offered nationwide. Um, if, if there is immediate concern, we encourage anyone to contact 911. Um, however, there are also options because many providers are considered mandated reporters. So if you have a concern of an older adult who may be experiencing abuse, um, that can be physical abuse, it can be sexual abuse, verbal abuse, neglect, or exploitation. Um, you can report it to mandated reporters who may be, um, of course, your local adult protective services, a physician, a healthcare provider, um, the long-term care ombudsman, or even the police. Um, you, can, you can use the phone number that I provided earlier for the elder care locator to find your local adult protective services. That The number is 1-800-677-1116. 
and they will refer you, as Helen mentioned, either to the, the local um, agency on aging who can help connect you um, or directly to your local adult protective services who will conduct an investigation and then offer services in the least restrictive environment. So many people are very afraid to access adult protective services. However, the goal is to, to help keep the individual in the least restrictive environment, but protect them from abuse, neglect, or exploitation, or reduce their risk. Okay. Well, we're getting close to the end of this program. So I just wanted to get back to you, Helen, in terms of housing and transportation issues, any highlights that you want to share? So, you know, we all do know that housing um, affordability is a big concern in our area. So um, the AAA does try to connect individuals um, to programs like the Arlington County Housing Grant Program that can provide some assistance with uh, rent at each month. Or if you're a, a homeowner, um, the real estate tax relief program um, and our aging and disability resource does uh, resource center does have um, the eligibility requirements for both of those. So, you know, if you're interested in uh, learning more about those, I would encourage you to reach out. Um, you know, this is this is a topic that we're we the housing especially is a topic that we're very concerned about um, and just looking for creative options. And Cheryl, I think last week on your program, you had um, Susan or yeah, Susan Ryan from Greenhouse Project, which is a new program um, related to long term care. So we're we're looking out at, at creative options for um, housing and, and allowing people to remain in our community. And then transportation, um, just making sure uh, our residents understand uh, what the different options are. We're very fortunate to live in an area that has a lot of transportation options. So just making sure that they um, they know what their options are and what might be the best um, route for them to choose, so to speak. Um, and if I can just highlight one program really quickly that I wanna make sure everybody does know about, and that's our Super Senior Taxi Program which is available to any Arlington resident who is 70 years of age or older. And this program allows you to buy a $20 book of taxi coupons for $10. So basically you're getting half price taxi rides. Um, it's a simple application and, and you can just contact the Aging and Disability Resource Center at 703-228-1700 uh, if you're interested in learning more. Okay. Well, best way to learn more about and contact the AAA, Helen? The best place to start is uh, the website for the Agency on Aging, um, and that's aging-disability.arlingtonva.us. Um, you can also call our Aging and Disability Resource Center, 703-228-1700. And Rachel, if you're outside of Arlington, what's the best number to call? Again, the elder care locator phone number, um, the 1-800-677-11. One seven, um, and and often we also encourage that if people are not quite ready for these services yet, um, many of the organizations, including AAA's, need volunteers, and so we encourage everyone to get involved um, with your local Meals on Wheels program, 
become a SHIP, a Medicare counselor, join your local commission on aging or advisory group. There's really room for everyone and we are all growing older. So the more that we can come together and really celebrate our older adults and, and be together with one another, the better our communities will be. And an age-friendly community is really um, a, a wonderful community for all ages. Well said. So I want to thank Rachel Coates, Bureau Director of Arlington County's Aging and Disability Services, and Helen King, Director of the Arlington Agency on Aging, for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more about Aging Matters, you can visit our website, which is agingmattersonline.com. And of course, at this site, you can access all Aging Matters radio and TV show content and of and also the Aging Matters podcasts, which are posted on Apple and Spotify. Aging Matters is produced in association with Ink Mouth Media. And to learn more about that company, log on to inkmouthmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Aging Matters today. And remember, age is just a number, not a label. I'll be back again with you next week. 